podcast for Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and may the 4th be with you. This is the Geek Follow Podcast, and yes, we are recording on May the 4th. Actually, I'm sorry, this is Geek Fallout Reloaded. I keep forgetting that. Sometimes I forget to say Reloaded. Um, this is the News and Discussion Podcast for Geeks by Geeks. I am your host. My name is Chris Lockhart. And currently, I'm joined by two of my co-hosts. We there. Uh, we may have another co-host joining us, uh, but we're going to start. Uh, first up, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? We are doing good today. Happy May the 4th. Yes. And Kevin, how are you, sir? Kevin Decent, how are you? <laughs> oh, Chris and Lillian, I am doing well. And not only is it May 4th, it's we're also nigh upon free comic book day. Yes, oh. we are. I, I, I have hung my tights and mask by the fireplace <clears throat> with visions that Santa Claus will soon be here. That is awesome. I... I yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to miss it this year. I, I've missed it the last, I don't know how many years. I can't even remember last time I went to a free comic book day. But um, They have a Comic-Con um, up north on free comic book day. And normally, of course, my, we'd be there with our little nerds and all my friends are going and they have tables. But Can't can't swing it this, this time. Yeah. I, it's the adult responsibilities. Yeah. I want to go do the things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I feel your pain. I felt I felt it last weekend when uh, uh, the Calgary Comic Con was on, and uh, yeah, some of my friends went, and I couldn't go this year. So oh, it was even worse with the Saskatoon one, and friends oh, of mine that yeah. were there, and they were posting photos with the cast of Discovery. Oh, that'd have been well. I, I'd love was uh, what's his name there? Um, uh, Saru. Um, oh, I uh, love him so much. Oh. Um, I don't know. Um, I know that there was Anthony Rapp was there, and I'd love to. Not Anthony Rapp. Oh, no, the guy who was a doctor, and I would have loved to have met. Oh, him, okay. Him, I loved Rent the Musical. <clears throat> oh yeah, he was in that. Um, oh, Doug Jones. That's who I'm thinking of. Doug Jones. I'd love to meet him. But uh, anyway, uh, Ragnar may be joining us. Who is Anthony Rapp. Oh, I'm smart. <laughs> Um, he was on Adventures in Babysitting, right? I believe. What? Yeah, wasn't he, like, the friend of the guy? No. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about that, except for one moment when we were going through, and all of a sudden he's there, and I'm like, no, that's not. Oh, my Lord Almighty. Because he was chubby, and now he is no longer. Yeah, yeah, he's a good, uh, he, he does play good doctor. I do, I do like him. Um, all right. Well, um, like I said, Ragnar may be joining us in a bit. He might be running a little bit behind, but we're going to press on ahead. And first up, we're going to talk some geek news. And unfortunately, uh, I don't know. It just seems like I'm forever talking about someone who passed away. Um, People just need to stop dying. Yes. You know, <laughs> right. we... We need to stop this. Um, uh, legendary comic book artist Neil Adams uh, 
unfortunately passed away. I believe he was 80. Um, he looks so much younger though. Um, at least, at least last time I saw him, um, or was, uh, uh, was he 70 or was he 80? I think he was in his 70s. Hang on. Uh, Let me check the Google machine. Okay. 1941 he was born, died in 2022. So somebody go do math. 80. So, yeah, he would have been 80. He he definitely didn't look yeah. it. He looked like maybe early 60s. Um, well, I mean, also, though, is that our definition of what, we thought 80 looked like like remember when 40 was old before you know before i was 40. about to say that <laughs> because i'm like the closer i get to 40 the more i'm like but i don't feel like i'm about ready to die yeah like, <laughs> maybe that's 50 well they say you're supposed to subtract 10 years now um but i will i will admit when i hit 40 that that was more uh I don't know. I, like I remember my I remember my parents. Like I remember when my dad and my mom hit thirty. How they you know it was like a big deal. When I hit thirty, I was like, eh, this is a, you know I'm still doing good. Uh, but then when I hit forty, I'm like, Jesus, you know, it's like I hit a wall or something. Um, but it's all in my head. But I mean, it's crazy. Like I I remember, um, you know, when I was filling out benefits for work back when I was like in my early twenties and, and, you know, I was setting up my, uh, uh, retirement savings and I was thinking, oh man, I got to work like, you know, uh, another 45 years before I can, you know, even, you know, access this, this sucks. And now it's like only a little over 20, 20 years away. I'm like, oh my God, you know, uh, uh, it seemed like it just passed in the blink of an eye. Like I'm gonna be a grandpa. Like I like this is nuts. Um, but anyway. You're allowed to be a grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, getting back to Neil Adams. Yeah, like, uh, um, very unfortunate, amazing, uh, Batman artist. Um, I have one. I have one of his most iconic covers. Up in my uh, Chris Cave, um, the, <laughs> the one with uh, the you know the giant Joker holding the 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 card and, and Batman's tied to it. Um, yeah, he's and and I got a chance to meet him briefly uh, in 2011. He was at the Calgary Con at the like back then DC used to come up and and put up a booth at the Calgary Comic Cons. And, uh, he was at the DC booth, super nice guy, like super friendly. Like I was just walking past and like, he made eye contact with me and was like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? You know? Um, and yeah, just super friendly. Like one, one of the nicest, uh, celebrities I think I've ever met. Uh, Kev, what, what, what's your thoughts on, uh, Neil Adams? There was like, for one, I didn't think he was 80. Um, he, uh, I don't know about you guys, but since he passed, um, and a lot of different comic things I follow online, many people are posting, uh, you know, classic interviews and classic clips of him. Yeah. And he just absolutely loved comics and wanted to make it better and better. Yep. 
And I, I know some people thought of him as like a, a bit cantankerous, um, almost like cut from the Harlan Ellison cloth mm-hmm. in a way. But the more you see for his interviews and stuff, the more I think it was, hey, I, I don't give anyone respect. You have to earn it first. But once you earn it, we're cool. Yeah. And there, and there's two different, you know, that's just a different um, mindset for someone. There's some people that you got to earn it first, and some people that give it and wait for you to lose it. But he was absolutely like, you got to earn it. But I also think that that saved him a lot for things in comics. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make you work for this, and I'm going to have my guard up, and a lot of ways that probably protected me too. But, me being Neil Adams in this. Yeah. Um, there was a story forever ago about him redesigning the Robin costume. Yep. Cause, yep. When Tim Drake became Robin and he wasn't in the, in the short shorts, you know, anymore. Um, the original idea was uh, Warner Brothers wanted Neil Adams to design a new costume for the movie. Mm-hmm. And Neil Adams went through the back door to DC and he's like, Hey, if I do this for the movie, you don't own your new Robin costume. But if you guys get it first and put it in the comics first, and then they use it, you get to keep it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you guys are understanding the legalities here. So we get this, you know, the Tim Drake Robin, which helps make Robin cool again. Yep. Is because of him being smart with it. Um, you got just tons of different interviews and covers and all sorts of things. And, uh, one of my friends that has wrestling podcast, he made a, a good point. You have like the, um, the Lopez art for DC from like all the merchandising and everything from seventies and eighties mm-hmm. is like the clean, the clean, perfect look for them. It's very kid-friendly, it's very merchandise-friendly, everything. That's an iconic, clean look. But Neil Adams, for DC, has the iconic, dirty look. And not dirty like, you know, obscene or anything, but dirty mm-hmm. like they've been in a fight. They're battle-weathered. They're battle-tested. They look like heroes that have been through some stuff. And he's the iconic look for that, especially like Batman is just insane. And you, you see the stuff they did, and it made Batman seem human, yet larger than life at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I found an interview where he was talking about creating Rachel Ghoul. And he said, I'm, you know, we're trying to do a reality-based Batman and more, you know, real criminals. So you can't do a clown. How are you going to do that? But he sets up Raish as the Moriarty to Batman's Sherlock and he says once you have an iconic villain like that that is related in in honestly a timeless way too, now we can do whatever we want. Now bring on you know, a clown and uh, Riddler and Penguin and everything else. Like yep. now we can go nuts with it. But he really like could dive into that psychology of comics and interpretation mm-hmm. yeah no um like yeah his his batman's iconic um 
and like I said, uh, super nice guy. Like I, I remember uh, hearing a story that uh, I think it was on um, Marvel Comics, the Untold story, where he used to have like Friday night parties where he would like invite up and coming artists, established artists, writers, all that kind of stuff. And he would like introduce like these up and comers to people in the industry and help them, you know, get their start. Um, so that, you know, super nice guy that way. And he was one of the first artists, um, to freely move back and forth between the, the two companies. Not, not the first, but he was one of them. Um, because he was, you know, doing DC, then he went over to Marvel to uh, work on the X-Men, like, back when it was, like, a slow, uh, uh, slow-selling book, like, before it became popular, and then, yeah, I think when they canceled it, he went back to DC, and then, um, I think he was doing Green Lantern, Green Arrow, um, that iconic run, I think. Um, he wasn't there. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, and, and yeah, like, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, doesn't take any, any guff. Like, he's willing to, to stand up, um, you know, for, for the little guy. So, yeah, it, really tragic, you know, to me, um, 80's too young, you know, and I know it's crazy when, you know, when you think back in the day, you know, 80 was a long run, but to me, yeah, he just seemed so vibrant and, and everything, like, he, he was kind of like Stan Lee in that way, like, he just seemed age, like, he, he was stuck in one age and, like, didn't, never moved from there, but. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we lost Neil Adams. Um, all right, Kevin, you wanted to talk about a film expo? Yeah, so I don't remember. Let me see if I can get the actual name here quick. Um, nope, that's not what I want. I, I'm also, I mean, maybe we'll bring it up here shortly, but I'm also very much trying to do certain things online and also avoid any Doctor Strange stuff, too. Mm, yep. <clears throat> yeah, at the time of this recording, Doctor Strange starts tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Lillian's going. I'm all. I'm also oh, going. Yeah. Um, I de- I was I was gonna wait till Monday because uh, this weekend uh, we're going on a little trip up to see my my wife's grandparents. Um, and there's no theater uh, where near where they're at, uh, so I was just gonna wait, but then. Uh, I was like, nah, I think I'm going to go tomorrow night. I think I'm going to go, like, opening night. Um, because, yeah, I don't want to go. It's hard going the weekend without being spoiled in some way. So I wanted and I to. Mean, I think all of us already know what kind of spoilers there's going to be, but there's definitely that feeling of, nope, I, I want to I do this right. Yeah, well, there's even, like, I mean, even now, like, uh, watching TV, just the new TV trailers are kind of spoilerish. Um, and then, of course, the red carpet. Like, like before we were recording, Lillian, you, you commented how they're not even trying to hide Patrick Stewart now. Like, you know. It, mm-hmm. And this new TV trailer I saw, like, maybe half an hour ago. 
uh, you, you again, hear his voice, but you also see, like, the side of the hovering wheelchair. Yeah. So. Which, I cannot tell you how stupidly excited. I, I am a, I love X-Men more than I, I love the X-Men. Um, it's rather, it's rather disgusting how much I love the X-Men. Like, ugh. Yep, I also. They just make me happy. Yep, the X-Men are awesome. I, I actually bought uh, the X-Jet Hot Wheel today. <gasps> I found it at um, Dollarama, of all places. So, hmm. that was pretty cool. I really hope that this pulls X-Men out of the shadows. Like, we, I know Logan had come out, and we all joke, because Ryan Reynolds, you know, Deadpool loves Wolverine, so we know Wolverine's a regular thing that's spoken about but yep. the actual rest of the x-men like they the, they need proper light shone on them and sh- how awesome they are like i don't know about you guys but when they were making the x-men movies aside from the fact that i've and i think i've said it before where gambit just got like he needs a proper they did him so bad yeah but like reducing cyclops to a an angsty controlling you know pretty boy and you know it's all about you know Wolverine and Jean Grey, like I, I, mm-hmm. I think there was so much more to Cyclops' character, so much more to Jean Grey's character than just being a pretty girl, and the part where she, when she ends up turning into the Phoenix kind of thing, like it just everything was just wrong. Yep. I'm gonna. I could rant. I'm. I'm done. I'm just gonna. No, I completely agree. Uh, James Marsden was great. I thought it, and uh, yeah, he they was beautiful. Yeah, they did him dirty in, in X Men Three. Not that. Uh, yeah, I wasn't happy when he died. Um, but, you know, Days of Future Past seemed to retcon that, like, they, you know, like, it seemed at the end, like, because he was alive again, and Jean was herself, and, but then they didn't do anything with it, you know, so, and then when they did the Logan movie, you know, obviously, they're all dead now, because Professor X lost his mind, so, I don't know, I kind of think they're all different continuities like it's not all the same but anyway sorry kev you you were gonna talk anyway, about sorry the kevin th- I, I stole it you're fine you're fine all right so uh, the thing was called cinema con taking okay. place last week so they debuted a trailer for avatar 2 subtitled way of the water okay and apparently people went oh that's why i've had to wait so long like, people were losing their crap over it. So Cameron, with uh, he seems to always want to play and push technology as far as he can. He pushed not only 3D tech to do this, but also underwater filming. Oh. So Avatar 2 is going to take place 10 years after the first one, and it's going to explore the oceans, or whatever you call it there, for the Avatar planet. And then the rumor is... Uh, at CinemaCon, they said, by the way, this trailer is going to play before Doctor Strange. Huh. And it will actually come out in December. What? Yeah. This the, December? This December. Avatar 2. Oh, wow. And the trailer is supposed to be before Doctor Strange. And, I mean, like, just looking at, okay, Cameron did The Abyss, which was mm-hmm. the first, like, of the CGI tech and filming underwater. He did Titanic. He did Terminator 2 and then Avatar itself. Like, yeah, these were all groundbreaking, crazy stuff. 
even his documentary things where it's like, okay, let's yep. go and explore the oceans. He's still pushing everything in documentaries. So I really thought there's no way Avatar's ever coming out again. I really thought it was just, you know, uh, like James Cameron doing Spider-Man. It was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, apparently there's going to be a trailer this weekend. So, I'm, but then they, at the CinemaCon, they announced a lot of other stuff. Um, there's definitely going to be a Batman 2 with Robert Pattinson, which we mm-hmm. could have assumed. Yeah. There's going to be a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Hmm. I still have yeah, to see no, that. I remember my husband telling me about that, and I was actually, I'm pretty excited about that, too. I loved that one. That movie made, I, I don't know about you, because, like, man, but I bawled at the end of that movie. Like, I was full-on weeping on the couch. I got to watch it with my kid. And because he saw the trailers and everything for it, so we watched Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and then Afterlife. And I was so happy we had watched all of it because, like, it meant something to him. You know, all this stuff happening there. He knew who the original ones were and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else from CinemaCon? Uh, they did a brief tease of the Dungeons & Dragons movie <clears throat> and of Transformers Rise of the Beast, which is next Transformers movie. And it sounds like it's going to be the Beast Wars versions, like mm-hmm. Optimus Prime and all. Hmm. Don't know. Uh, they played rough footage of the first 15 minutes of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which everyone was going nuts about and said it looked spectacular. All this stuff is probably under, like, you know... Uh, yeah, you probably... Like, uh, like, going into that yeah. those theaters, I bet you they, they're not allowed to take cell phones or any, any electronics in. I'm willing to bet. Yeah, I know there's... Yeah, there's a term for it that I just can't think of. Yeah. Um, uh, this came through work recently. There's some, like, action movie called Bullet Train, and it's gonna be Brad Pitt in it, but apparently there's a book, too. Which, books for, like, you know, bubblegum action movies don't really flow that well. (laughs) Um, let me see. Uh, they're going to do Salem's Lot as part one and two again, it sounds like. Hmm. Um, which I think would be the third version of that. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Uh, DC Super Pets, which I do actually want to see. I think that looks like lots of fun. It does look like fun, doesn't it? Uh, Let's see. Flashpoint's getting pushed back again. That's a whole other thing with Ezra Miller there. Um, They did a lot of uh, Doctor Strange stuff, which, I mean, you know, we're all trying to be careful with that right now anyways. Um, they showed everyone Top Gun Maverick, because that is finally coming out, too. Which, I have zero interest in that one. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where, once again, they have two different ways of doing it. They can do it pandering to the nostalgia element, and it won't be that good of a movie. Or, it is going to be this generation's Top Gun for them kind of thing. Uh, Just like Ghostbusters was... You know, it had that nostalgia element, but it opened the door to what my children... This will be their Ghostbuster series kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. True. Well, and that's the one that uh, that bothers me. And and I've done this rant before, and I I don't want to turn it into like, a bigger thing for it. 
But when people say, oh, why are they doing a new version of this? Why are they doing a new version of that? Because if you don't, the property dies, and then your kids and your grandkids and any other generation doesn't know what the heck you're talking about. Yep. And then they're going to sit there saying, oh, how come my kids don't like this movie I liked when I was a kid? Because there's nothing for them to attach themselves to 20, 30, 40 years later. It can definitely be a good thing sometimes. Like, yes, you can get exhausted with how many remakes of Batman there's been, but I still will love every single one of them. Um, And there's certain things that you're like, can we take a break from this? And can we please go and move on to a different story and redo it? Um, There's so many good stories out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like in terms of, like, Batman, I actually wish they would make more Batman movies with different actors. I am so happy the new Batman movie didn't do the cliched starting with his parents getting shot kind of thing. Like, I'm happy with it. I actually was so happy with that movie in so many ways, and it made me chuckle because as a graveyard worker watching an exhausted (coughs) Batman, I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Graveyards aren't fun. You are not a chipper ray of sunshine the next day. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so I I finally watched the Batman this past weekend um, with my kid. And Mm -hmm. I I honestly had zero expectations for it. And I, okay, no, that's not true. Not zero. I expected to hate it. (laughs) Honesty is the best policy. Yep. I was like, I'm tired of dark moody batman and now we're gonna add emo to this too i'm like god we freaking kid me like can't we have like he can be batman he can be badass but can't he be fun too can't he be interesting like if i hear a martha i'm gonna flip out yeah but no never forget how dumb that moment was but but this one that is the most detective comics emphasis Mm -hmm. on detective batman i think i've ever seen Yep. Like, he, like this was a puzzle, which it was rather, but this was a puzzle. This was trying to solve it. This was, like, him really doing research and getting down, but also because it's year two, he's imperfect and making mistakes, too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. Like, what an absolutely different take on Batman. And then by the end of it, I'm like, he's going to go, uh, he's going to put the yellow behind the symbol. He's going to be a, a symbol of the like some bright in the darkness as well. Yep. He's going to be like hopeful and an icon and like, you know, hopeful to good people and still fear to criminals. I was like, they are going to absolutely rehabilitate Batman over like Mm -hmm. two or three movies. Absolutely. And I'm here for it now. See, and that's, I think that's pretty much it. Like the others, we always knew that, we're excited for another part. It does more of the story. But for this one, when it comes to Batman's growth, it's probably my favorite because it's that part where you get to see the in-between years. Like, okay, yes, when they redid the Batman with Christian Bale, we got to see him traveling and fighting and yep. working on his angst. But he still comes back all of a sudden to Batman being this suave by the day, you know, ladies' man out at night getting his ass kicked kind of thing. That just... You don't get that that feeling that that trudging. I think of of figuring out that balance. Nobody naturally. I mean, of course, we know Bruce Wayne could naturally have that balance and never have to sleep. And I'd still still watch it. Still love him. Yeah, it, it was it was a great movie. Um, but like, like I said, but I, I'd be up for more Batman. Like to be honest with you, I would love to see them do a Batman with Ben Affleck. 
like they were going to. Like I, I, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of Justice League or Batman v Superman, but, and I, you know, I still wanted to see him do his Batman movie, you know, and I, I mean, they could do it with while well, they're still doing the Robert Patterson movies. Like you can, uh, you can do both. Like tell different, you know, there's so many different stories you could tell. Um, and then also I would love them to, to revisit, uh, Batman 66. Like I would love to see Ooh. like Paul Rudd as the Adam West Batman. Like, I, you know, like I'm, just because you know, I love Paul Rudd. I'd love to see him as a as a Batman and be like the you know the goofy, funny version. Um, you know, and maybe we could get uh, what's his name, um, uh, Green Goblin, uh, Willem Dafoe as as the Caesar Romero jo- Joker. Oh, he would be beautiful. I love Caesar Romero so much, but I don't know if it's just because I know people think it's cheesy. But I grew up on the the old nineteen sixties Batman. It is just I had such a crush on Robin. Ugh, I yeah, lost. it it definitely has a special place in my heart. That's for sure. And I loved when they did the animated movies, like with Adam West before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the two, and you know the second one was with William Shatner as Two Face. Like it, it was fantastic. I, I loved it so much. You know, I, I I would love to see that kind of Batman, or as you know, maybe an HBO Max series. Is it HBO Max Is, or HBO yeah. Plus? Uh, yeah, whatever they call it. Um, and as far as the Batman goes, I got I'm giving kudos to whoever made the decision because normally because they were they it came out in the theater, and then it was like what a month later, month and a half later, it was on HBO Max. And in, 45 days. Yeah, and and in Canada, it was the exact same thing. It, uh, you know, like we had, like, the HBO Max st- stuff is carried on uh, what we call Crave up here. And normally they don't do that. Like, normally if there's, like, an HBO Max thing, like, uh, say, one like Wonder Woman 1984, it didn't show up on Crave until, like, I don't know, six months later. Like, it, you know, like, they took their time. So I, I kudos to whoever did that because normally as Canadians we get screwed over. Never. Yeah, you know, and that you know, and like I was excited when Kevin was talking about Avatar two, you know, like the the trailers supposedly playing in front of Doctor Strange, but I bet you in Canada like that's that'll be a toss up. I'll let you know tomorrow if I see it. Yeah, I'll I'll let you guys know too, but I just I just have a feeling I'm. Wait, you know, when are I'm, you seeing it? Are you seeing it tomorrow? I am. I'm seeing it 6.30 my time tomorrow. Then you're going to see it before me because I'm seeing it 6.30 my time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'll be in it when you when you go into yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, I think Dr. – you know, uh, I think it looks fantastic. Sam Raimi. I'm excited to see who Bruce Campbell plays because I know he's got to be in this movie. Um, oh, I ended up asking my girlfriend because her son, like like I've said a million times, her son yep. is in it, and I I don't know if I said before where I I said to her I was like so if I hug you, technically that's the closest I'm ever gonna get to Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> and she's like, I've put his shoes on. I'm like, I'm hugging you. Awesome. Because <laughs> awesome. but apparently like because I'm curious to see because all of his costumes change depending on which dimension he's in, right? Yeah, I I think he's. 
playing at least three different versions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be fantastic. All right, well, um, I don't really have anything else for Geek News. Um, I think, um, I don't know if it, if anyone else watches the Umbrella Academy, but they announced, I think then the date got announced, it drops June 22nd. Nice, I so love Umbrella I'm Academy. i to that. It's, yeah, so we're, we get some more Klaus on the 22nd of June. And um, this will be the, and I guess they're explaining because now uh, Elliot Page will be yeah. in it. Um, I love that they yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad they're not ignoring it. Um, you know, she she was amazing in uh, you know the first two seasons, so I'm looking forward to see what he brings in the in the third season. Um, but yeah, I love Umbrella Academy. Um, you know, any series that has a talking monkey that wears like a <laughs> suit and is wise, sign me up. Sign me up. Pretty much. And um, and who who was it you mentioned? Um, uh, who who was the character Lillian? I'm drawing a blank. Which? Uh, oh, Klaus. Klaus, yes, I love Klaus. He started a cult. Come on. Yeah, I love that actor. Like he was in um, the first two uh, series of uh, Misfits, the British TV series. Oh, I love that show. And it's funny because my son ended up because now this was right on that cusp where he was getting old enough to watch you know, things. And so he ended up binging Umbrella Academy on his own so he could catch up and keep up with us while we were watching it. And, uh, it was one of the first times we're given some of the content. I was like, sure. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting older. Yeah. I recommended it to, uh, a guy I worked with right after I watched the second season and I was, and, he had never seen it before. I'm like, you got to watch it. And then, yeah, he watched it and he was raving about it. Yeah. Great show. All right. Well, let's move on to the ending segment of geek fallout reloaded. And that is our brain candy segment. So this is the segment where we discuss something that, uh, or it discusses many things as we want things that we've read, watched, listened to anything that we've, uh, given to our brain, and then we uh, can give it a pick or a pan, give our thoughts, that sort of thing. Uh, so Lillian, uh, what do you got hey. this week for brain candy? So it is so funny. So, you know, with kids and you end up going over things that you watch. So we have been watching two shows, uh, and we'll start with one with the daughter and then one with the son. And so with the daughter, we've been watching Scorpion. And it's so funny because I enjoy watching this kid because she's autistic and this show is about geniuses who work and solve things. And she just laughs her, she just squeals because she's like, mom, I totally get that. And I'm like, ah, oh, my child. And so, but it's been <laughs> interesting to see it again. It's, it's such a fun show. Um, and then on the other flip scale, we've been watching NCIS with the boy child and, um, oh my goodness. Not only is it just, graphically hilarious but i was obsessed with the show for the longest time but we just hit an episode and it really brought home the fact that in such a short amount of time so many things have changed because mm -hmm. in the episode 
Um, he ends up making out with a man who faked his death and just basically transitioned to a woman. And the terminology and the words they're using. At the end of the episode, Michael kind of just looks at me and goes, that that would not be okay today. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, no, we definitely, like, th- there was no such thing as transgender. We didn't <clears throat> discuss these things. Like, in our days, it was, either, you know, cross-dressing, transvestite, there were tranny jokes. Like, it was the way it was. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, not that it's okay, but it was just we didn't have these extra layers. And so watching this show, it was very normal. I think in so many things where a man dresses, if you think of Ace Ventura, when nature calls, no, no, the original Ace Ventura, not that one, um, you know, disguised as a man and all these different things. And it's like, Oh, tongue in cheek. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun because as, as we'll slowly move on that, you know, that the graphics get better, the storylines change and, it's been so, it's just, it's, I love having streaming services where you can just binge things and be like, wow, interesting. And that's where I've seen, um, especially on online, a, a revival of so many shows that at one point were panned. Like if you think of cult movies that became a cult later on when someone group picked it up. Mm-hmm. That seems to be happening with streaming services where a show that got canceled earlier on because it didn't have the numbers or the fan base. Yep. Um, and then, of course, now it's the streaming services. People are like, why is this canceled? Why is this? What is going on here? And I'm like, are we going to have a revival? I know that they're coming out with a new. Is it a new NCIS or a new? They got a new something coming out. One new, of those shows. New, uh, new CSI. Yeah, there's a new CSI. And it's like. It's neat, but that's basically my life has been switched between Scorpion, NCIS, watching Rookie with Nathan Fillion, um, which is always fun. Um, and then pretty much it's been very mellow, just like that. Um, and then at the same time, so I've been listening to uh, Louise Penny, who's a Canadian author, fantastic author, but um, I've been binging her uh, Gamash, uh, Inspector Gamash and three, slash Three Pines series. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, with audiobooks, the person is very much acting in your ear and they do voices. And I got attached to this one narrator, Adam Sims, and I ended up tweeting him being like, no, why is your voice not in my ear? I don't know if I could, I have to continue the series, but I'm heartbroken. You're gone. This person says words wrong. Yeah. They pronounce quinoa as quinoa. No. <laughs> and it's made it really hard, especially since Louise Penny is a very descriptive author about ever like I ended up going Reddit and some people got, apparently there's a love hate relationship with the way she writes this series because there's a lot of descriptions since this take place. It takes place in Quebec about food, a lot of descriptions of food and trees and even more descriptions about baguettes and cheese. So it's, it takes a special voice to make you not get annoyed at how much these people eat baguettes and cheese. Yeah, but um, I'm actually I'm on number I think I'm on book seven and um, I don't know about you guys but you get attached to a series and then when a character does something very strange out of the blue you sit there going feel betrayed mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm listening to this going I don't know if I can keep this up and I don't know we'll see and then of course we've been watching Moon Knight which I will not give any spoilers <laughs> but the last episode was without a doubt one of the best things on the planet and now I want a hippo, Steffi. <laughs> uh, it was so good. But that's pretty much my part. That's, what, that's what's been going on in our world over here. Lots of old shows. Excellent. Oh, 
I did discover my toddler is in love with Miyazaki. Uh, the Mia, I just can't say Miyazaki movies right now, brain. Yep, yep, that one. We watched Howl's Moving Castle. We watched um, Ponyo. We've watched all this, and she is mesmerized by the screen. Excellent. Okay. That's my. That's me. All right. Well, I'm. I'm just gonna jump on the, the Moon Knight train, and say that. I I, I don't know what to think. To be honest with you. Um, it took me until the last episode, the last episode and a half, to actually like it. Up until then, I was like, eh. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it's the story that I'm not really, like... Are you not getting attached? No, I'm definitely getting attached to Oscar Isaac as Mark Spector and um, oh, the other guy. Uh, da, 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 da. Steven. St- yeah, Steven. Um, and then now, uh, I knew there was going to be a third one. I knew, I, I, not to give too much, I don't want to give anything away, but, um, I knew something was going on. I'm glad that paid off. Um, like, he's fantastic. I love Oscar Isaac. Um, I think it's just the story, but... Have you heard the Hippopotamus song? Um, I want a Hippopotamus for Christmas? No, um... He ends up, he sings this hippopotamus song on the Tonight Show, and I apologize oh. ahead of time to anyone. If you don't go listen to it and listen to him singing the hippopotamus song, it's amazing. It'll get stuck in your head. All right, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Um, and it's not to say that it like I think the story was bad or anything. It's just I don't know. I I, I think I got to dwell on this for a little bit. Let it stew. Um, because like kudos to Marvel. I think. Because they, they, um, for me, honestly, my favorite Moon Knight stories are when he's kind of just like a street level fighting guy, like kind of like a daredevil, uh, type of character, but they went the mystical, you know, Egyptian God route with this story, which I, which, you know, I like that they did that. I like that they, that they're doing different things, uh, Marvel, um, and this one is definitely a lot different than I think anything they've done before. And kudos to them. I think like the like the costumes look fantastic. Like Moon Knight and Mister um, Knight, I thought. Looked... I think we're gonna see a lot of the suits. Yeah, and I'm looking forward like because there's got to be a season two uh, to see the third suit. Um, I'm assuming, and yeah, like I said. Um, you know, if anything, I thought the last episode was a little rushed, you know. Haven't watched it yet. Um, Ethan Hawke, fantastic. I love Ethan Hawke. Um, Did you know I once read an article being like, why was Ethan Hawke popular? Because he wasn't that good looking. And I would have to disagree as he's definitely gotten older. <laughs> <laughs> he was an awkward looking white boy. But I mean, when he was when we were younger, but he's kind of cute now. Yeah, well, you should, uh, you know. Again, I'll, I'll get back to Moon I'll, I'll talk about Moon Knight in the future episode. But um, spe- speaking of Ethan Hawke, uh, another thing I have for Brain Candy this week is The Northman, the film that uh, just came out not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. Did you like it? I did. I really did. Um, it, uh, it was good. Like, if my only complaint is... 
you know, I wish it had been longer, but I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have been as good if it had been longer. Uh, I just remember leaving the theater thinking, oh, I could have watched another hour of that, you know, like, but, um, but Ethan Hawke was amazing in it again. Uh, he plays like the king and yeah, he, he looked pretty good as a Viking king. Um, and Alexander Skarsgård, of course, um, you know, there's a scene in the movie when he kind of goes berserker, um, cause they're raiding a village and he has long hair and everything. And I'm like, God, that guy could be Conan. Like he looks like Conan. Like he would make it like he have the body structure for Conan though. No, but in that he, he worked out a lot for this movie. Like he's not, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like Jace Momoa did make a better Conan. And of course, Schwarzenegger, you know, was the perfect body type for Conan. Um, but he looked pretty good. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. I, I remember, you know, when he's doing the Berserker thing, I was like, wow, that guy could be Conan. That was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm watching, you know, uh, speaking of uh, old shows coming back, the new Law & Order, uh, the 21st season of the original series. It's good. How is this? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I it, it's good. It, I, I love Law & Order. Where it's are you on, watching it? It's on TV? It's on, in Canada, it's on City TV. Okay. So if you got City TV or the City, T, City TV app, you can watch it. Um, it's one of the few things I actually record on my PVR. And yeah, it, it's great. Sam Waterston's back. Uh, Anthony Anderson's back. You know, the new characters are good. I wasn't, Cat, uh, Cameron Mannheim, I wasn't completely sold on her as the as a lieutenant but she's actually pretty good uh, i mean she's an emmy winning actress um and then uh the guy who plays the other cop he was on oh uh what the heck was that show called it was on the usa network um where he was like a secret agent guy it was bruce campbell was in it too Burn Notice. Burn Notice, yes, that guy. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that guy plays Anthony Anderson's partner. Uh, I think his last name's Donovan, but I can't think of his first name. But anyway, it's good. I, I love I love good old traditional Law and Order. That's my that's my favorite. Um, I watched most of the episodes from the first twenty seasons, so it's cool that we're getting the twenty first season, and hopefully they stick with it. Um, so next up, I'm listening, I started listening to an audiobook called Slugfest, the 50 year rivalry between Marvel and DC. Uh, it's actually pretty good, you know, um, I, I've, it, you know, I think it came out, I don't know, five or six years ago. I, and I haven't listened to it before, but I thought I'd give it a try because I felt like listening to something about comic books and it's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I may have to uh, go oh. put that on my wish list. Um, well, if if you want to listen to a good comic book audiobook where they talk about the industry and stuff, uh, Marvel Comics: The Untold Story, that is like my favorite book about comic books. Um, put that on there. Um, the nice thing about this one is it's Marvel and DC that they talk about. Um, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, they talk a little bit about DC because, of course, they're Marvel's biggest rival. Um, but it's mostly like Marvel 
and then later image. Are there any other? Well, I guess there are other comic book creators like indie ones, but Marvel and DC are pretty much the be all and end all, aren't they? Yeah, they're the they're definitely the big two. Then you got Image Comics, which came from a bunch of creators that left Marvel, bunch of a bunch of artists. Um, and then they got IDW, which has a, a com- it's a comic book company that does a lot of licensed comic books like GI Joe, Transformers, Doctor Who, Star Trek. Um, but I'm I guess this kind of falls into the news thing. Um, I think they're making original like they're they're making a play to get creators to come to IDW to do original characters, original comics. Um, so that'll be interesting. And then there's Boom Studios. That's a big one. Um, and, and Archie, of course. Um, my, what am I forgetting, Kev? Is there any other bigger ones I'm forgetting? Um, Dark Horse. Dark Dynamite. Horse, of course. Dynamite, Dark yes. Horse, I've met some of them in person, and they're just awesome, so. Yeah, Dark, Ho- Dark Horse does make some good comics, for sure. All right, um, so last but not least, are either of you watching Star Trek Picard? Nope. No, I'm, no. The, I'm the only one. But that... I did see an interesting post from someone about being like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, honestly... This is, I think, the worst season of Star Trek I've ever seen. Um, Ow. So I'm just going to throw a few things out there and, and let you guys make, you know, see what you guys think. Um, yeah, Star Trek Picard Episode Nine is being called the worst Trek episode ever um, by many new Trek critics. Uh, even worse than, um, than uh, the finale of Enterprise and... <gasps> Um, oh, the season two finale of TNG where it was like a flash, you know, a bunch of flashbacks, which I'm okay with, you know, like, um, I can't remember the name of that episode now, uh, but it's when Riker, he has like some sort of parasite or something. So he's, you know, remembering a bunch of scenes, uh, from, you know, season one and two of the, of TNG. I don't, uh, mind that one as much because, uh, you know, being a, a kid from the eighties, a lot of shows used to do that. Like Golden Girls, every season they had a flashback, at least one flashback episode. They yeah. might have had a couple. Um, you know, every 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 show did that. You know, Friends used to do it too. So I, I'm I'm okay with the with a flashback episode, but the first time I ever watched that series or that episode. I hadn't actually seen the first season of TNG, so it was kind of cool for me because I was seeing things I hadn't seen before. Um, you know, seeing Riker without a beard, like, that that just blew my mind at the time. So, uh, you know, I didn't mind that one. Shades of Grey is what it, what it's called. Um, so, listen to this premise. Three actors from season one of Star Trek Picard are playing new identical characters... That are not the same, but basically just as a means to keep the actors on the show. So there's a character, a Romulan character named Laris. She's playing a different character on this show. The, the, the girl that played, or the actress that played Data's daughters from season one, she's playing another character in season two. 
they got Brent Spiner back. He's playing a, a soon from the 21st century. Um, so yeah, basically they have these characters under contract and this is the only way they could think of to, um, be on the show. So anyway, uh, apparently in this future, anyone can become a hologram after they die. So there's one character, his name's El Elron. Uh, he's the Romulan, um, uh, elf, you know, like he's got the sword and, 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 he, you know, cuts people's heads off and stuff. Anyway, he's, uh, he gets killed this season, but apparently the ship they're on scanned his brain just before he died. And now there's a hologram of him that has all his memories. Um, so yeah, um, that, that, that happened. Um, this season they're ripping off a lot of moments and scenes from other pop culture. Like there's a lot of ripping off from Star Trek four, uh, and Pulp Fiction, believe it or not, they're ripped, they ripped off a scene from Pulp Fiction. Um, the scene I'm talking about, have you, you guys have seen Pulp Fiction, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. So the scene, the rape scene, uh, when, when Bruce Willis, is going to leave the, the store and then he decides to go back and save Marcellus Wallace. So he, you know, he's going through this pawn shop. He finds a hammer. It's not good enough. He finds a bat. No, that's not going to work. Then he, you know, he's looking at this little chainsaw thinking how he's going to use it. No. Then he looks up and there's a, there's a katana, a samurai sword. Um, and that's what he uses to go down to save Marcellus Wallace. Right. So in this show, that hologram that I was talking about, Elron, he literally goes into the weapons locker and same thing. He's he looks at this this phaser. Nope, too small. Oh, phaser rifle. Nope, nope, not that. And then he pulls out a sword, his sword from season one, which is on this ship for some reason, even though this is a ship from a different timeline. So he's never actually been on this ship before, but his sword from season one is on it for some reason. So yeah, and they like it was literally them ripping off Pulp Fiction. Um, there's so much death and murder and disrespect for life in the show. I know last episode I was talking about the the last episode I'd watched, no one had died that episode. Well, they've made up for that big time. Oh no, because um, Gerardi killed some guy, and I guess left him on the side of this building, and then Raffi and Seven, because they're tracking Gerardi, they find this guy. They don't even check if he's dead. Like, he might just be wounded. But they just assume he's dead. And, and they stand there and have a conversation in front of this guy's dead body. And, and like, they don't call anybody. They don't, you know, do anything. They don't check for a pulse. Nothing. They're just like, yep, this guy's definitely dead. Um... And then they have a conversation. And then they go around the corner, get into a fight with Gerardi, who's now the Borg Queen. Um, and then, again, after they get their asses kicked, for some reason she doesn't kill them, even though she could. I, I don't know why she doesn't. Um, and then they have another conversation about their relationship. And I'm, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, there's literally a dead body around the corner. Like, what are you... like? 
if you're not going to call 911 or something, like, get out of there. Like, like, and it's not even in a, like, it was on the side of a building where there's an empty lot right next to it. So, like, it's in the open. Like, somebody's got to be seeing this dead body in Los Angeles. Like, it just blows my mind that, like, you know, they're not being surrounded by cops. Um, and then, of course, every, like, character has to have a tragic backstory in Star Trek Picard. So apparently Picard's mom committed suicide when Picard was a little kid. And so the so the old woman we we saw in TNG who was Picard's mom like like when they went to that you know distant part of the universe and she appeared to Picard. Apparently he just imagines his mom having aged like and they even have a line in the show about that 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 he you know, used to imagine his mom as an older woman. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Like, wh like, why would you do that? Like, and why would they have Picard, um, Picard's mom commit suicide? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like she, uh, you know, clearly, you know, uh, they're delving into mental illness and she clearly had some sort of mental illness, but it's already been established in the next generation that mental illness has been cured by the 24th century. And this is the, and now this is the 25th century. Um, so like her mom shouldn't, his mom shouldn't have died. And then they're showing all these flashbacks as, of Picard as a kid, but they never show his brother. Like he had a brother, Robert Picard, you know, Picard, you know, Captain Picard's older brother. And he's never seen in these flashbacks. So it's like the writers didn't watch that episode, so they don't actually know. Um, and I think they didn't know, like, I don't think they watched the episode where Picard sees his mom. Um, so I think, I, I'm thinking Patrick Stewart's like, I think we saw her, so now I have to make up this line that, you know, I just imagined her as being older. And then Picard's dad, like, when we see him in this dream sequence where he's talking to Picard because he's played by, um, oh, I'm trying to blank on the actor's name. He's the guy that played Baltar in, in the new Battlestar Galactica. He, and he, the, like his dad has some comment about how at least I still had my hair. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Like when we saw Picard's dad in TNG, he was going bald. Like, like, ah, just maddening. Um, the, you know, so one of the reasons why the Borg Queen, because Gerardi killed the Borg Queen, but the Borg Queen, you know, inserted herself into Gerardi, uh, and now she's taking over her mind. Um, the whole reason why the Borg Queen helped Picard and his crew go back in time in the first place was because of this Confederation alternate timeline that was created. So she wants to prevent that because this Confederation destroyed the Borg. And, um, she, she's the last of, of the Borg, right? So anyway, we know that this, you know, Brent Spiner soon character helped found the Confederation, but yet she works with him. It's like, well, if you want to prevent the Confederation, why, why aren't you killing this guy? Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what's going on here? Um, episode eight, um, you know, uh, Dr. Soon for some reason wants to kill Picard I'm not completely 
clear why. Um, he calls his general friend. His general friend sends uh, soldiers over, and they're supposed to be like the best and the best mercenaries in the world, right? And you see, there are men and women mercenaries. So they're going to go off and kill Picard and all his friends. So in the next episode, we see again, um, you know, because everyone gets murdered and everyone gets killed at some point on the show. Uh, apparently Seven and Rafi have been taking like Rambo lessons. Like they're, they're better than any mercenaries and they're going around killing all these mercenaries. And now all these mercenaries are men. Like, all the women mercenaries we saw on the previous episode aren't there now. Uh, it's all incompetent white men. Well, I guess there are some, some black guys in there, too, but they're all incompetent men that, that Rafi and Seven are murdering. Um, they're not trying to stun them or anything, either. It's like... They're, they're not technically Borg. Like, they're not... You know, like, the one soldier got hit with some nano probes i guess um but the rest of them didn't so like they're literally murdering people and again like all these women soldiers disappeared because i guess you can't show a woman soldier getting killed um so i was like huh where'd they all go um and then in the in in the middle of this like when uh you know all this murder and mayhem that happened out at Picard's Vineyard, um, Seven and Rafi have this really touching story where Seven tells Rafi that the reason she didn't join Starfleet is because Starfleet wouldn't let her because she was a former Borg. Um, so last season, when when they we saw each a, a, a Borg character, a uh, reformed Borg character that was in Voyager... When we see him getting his eye ripped out in that saw scene, um, he was wearing a Starfleet uniform. So her her explanation that, you know, as a former Borg, they wouldn't let her join Starfleet makes no sense because Echep was in Starfleet. So it's like they, they, they can't even keep track of their own continuity on the show. Um... And then, yeah. Oh, and there was a scene, too, where um, Soon is going to kill Picard. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't uh, Han Solo. I'll call him Han Solo. Um, that guy, um, you know, because he's holding his gun. He's like, yeah, you know, it's tied to my DNA. And if it doesn't detect my DNA, it will blow, it will explode. So, the, so, so... Brent Spiner soon looks at this phaser, sees it's going to blow up, and instead of throwing it at Picard, so it blows up and kills Picard, he just throws it in the air. So it so it blows up, creates this black smoke, and then all of a sudden soon is like gone. He's like a ninja. It it's it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, uh, when the Foot Clan throws up those smoke bombs and then they disappear. That's exactly what this guy did. Um, but they're on a vineyard, and this guy doesn't have any future technology, so they could literally they could they, they they could literally go running after this guy. Like he he can't get far 
But they don't. They just stand around. A mental imagery of, like, smoke bomb drops. And vineyards are normally planted in rows that face the sun, so they're long lines. So all of a sudden, you just see this person, like, booking it down a row of grapes, being like, I can still see you. You're not. I still see you. Yeah. Well, you can't um, cut across a row of vineyard grapes. Oh, and another, you know, another thing I wanted to. Rios, that's that guy's name, Han Solo. Rios. So there was one episode where. The transporter, for some reason, beamed him, like, three meters off the ground, so he fell onto the cement and hit his head, so he got knocked out. So instead of taking him to a hospital, like whoever found him, they took him to this clinic where where people uh, who don't have green cards go. Um, you know, all these, using air quotes, illegals. Um, so anyway, it gets raided, he gets thrown into one of those centers, you know, where they, where you know, the where they put gotcha. people from Mexico Sorry. that snuck across the border. Uh, so he goes there. Of course, he gets you know beat up by you know these you know white uh, rich uh, guards or whatever, uh, whatever they're called, um, DEA agents or whatever, not DEA, but whatever. Um. So he's literally getting taken back, like him and a group of people are getting taken back to Mexico to, you know, be turned over, I guess, to the Mexican government. But then Rafi and Seven break him out of this, you know, um, van or whatever. So, I mean, he went through this ordeal where he got beat up by the guards. You know, he was, you know, they didn't wouldn't listen to him. You know, he saw how, how oppressed, you know, people are. Literally the next episode, that's the one where they had like the, 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 you know, the ball, they had to go to a gala and Gerardi was like singing and uh, it was ridiculous. But anyway, um, the very next episode, which takes place only a few hours after this incident with him getting deported, he's at this gala, he's drinking scotch, smoking cigars, and he literally says the line, I love the 21st century. And I'm like, what? Like the, like what? It's like the writers forgot the last episode. Like what this guy went through. It 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 literally it seems to me like they're you know like they took like they got this big whiteboard and said you know I we want to do this we want to do this we want to do this and we're not going to actually talk to each other we're just going to write these episodes, and then whatever happens happens. And I've been sticking with this show because I love John Delancey. I love Q. He's been on like maybe 10 minutes all season. And uh, it's just frustrating because Q is a character who's literally a god. Like he can literally snap his fingers and take Picard anywhere. He could do anything. They did an episode on TNG where he made Picard Robin Hood. And he was the sheriff of Nottingham. And then the crew was like the merry men. Amazing. I am not a merry man. Yeah. Like, like they literally had Q and could have done anything. Anything. But what do they do? They go to, they go film on location in Los Angeles, tell us it's 2024, and just, I don't know, shit all over the place. Like, it's so terrible. Um... The one bright spot, I will say, 
is there's a YouTube channel. It's called Nitpicking Nerd. And he goes <laughs> he, he goes over every episode and his commentary is so funny. Um because you know so if anything, I, I love like honestly, I didn't even watch episode nine. I just watched this guy retell episode nine. Um and it was fantastic. Um but I am gonna watch episode ten because I, I gotta know like cause Q's dying, I guess. I don't know. It's like they kind of forgot about that. So anyway, nothing uh, makes sense. Ow. Yeah, nothing makes Sorry. sense. I'm, I'm, fingers crossed. Push your fingers in a mousetrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to do that. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm hoping Star Trek: Strange New Worlds will be better because Anson Mount's in it. It looks good. I'm hopeful. I love Anson Mount. So do I. He's he's, he's you know, so. He, he named his daughter Clover, and so I'm like, she literally is when you put her name in reverse order, Mount Clover. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. Where's Lily, bring your useless facts. I yeah, he's fantastic. I loved Hell Hell on Wheels, my favorite Western TV series. Um, sorry, Kevin. I ranted. I raved. You're okay. Um, now it's your turn to take okay, over Brain you. Candy. Kevin and I have been sending each other funny gifts on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. We, we've been misbehaving. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you guys putting up with me, because it, it's therapeutic to to talk oh, about these things. We all get to rant about things. It's, it's important and, I think, valuable, because otherwise it would just be... So yeah, my 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 advice for Brain Candy: Do not watch Star Trek Picard. <laughs> Which is that... funny because like a friend of mine loves it, and I made a comment about what you said about the the just the ratio of death to things, and she's like, "They're taking it too seriously," and I'm like, "Ah, no, not not taking no. it too not taking it too seriously would be like the red shirts from the original series. Like we know, yeah. you know, uh." You know that meme where Kirk is like, okay, all the series regulars over here, all the, you know, Rodriguez, you take all the red shirts over there and we'll meet you around the corner. Um, and then, the you know, the caption is Rodriguez and his and his compatriots died five minutes later. Like, you know, that like that's not taking it seriously. Like, that's, you know, it is, you know, that is what it is. I mean, death does happen. But this show, like like almost every episode, someone is murdered. Like that, like that's just too much. I don't know how yeah. anyone can justify it. But anyway, sorry, Kevin. You're fine. Thanks. All right. So I have not been watching Picard. <laughs> Nor does it sound like I should be watching it anytime soon either. No, no. I think I'll pass on that one. Um. So my kid is on his Batman kick, which I've been very nice. much enjoying. So, um, he went and saw Batman in the theater, um, and then, uh, got upset because he had to go to the bathroom during it, so he missed part of it. So as soon as it was on HBO Max, he wanted to watch it again with me. So, uh, and, and I mentioned it earlier how I thought I would hate it and end up absolutely loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, but the funny thing is, he wanted, he wanted to talk about so much stuff. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Finally, I pause. I go, buddy, this is a three-hour movie. You're making it five. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's a three-hour long movie, so you had to pause it at some point. Like, I know when the Batmobile came on, 
we had to pause it just so we could discuss what it was. That like, was cool. My mouth was open. Oh, I mean, this this wasn't stuff like that. This was just, like, continuous talking during the movie. I'm like, no, we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, get, the, let's get the movie etiquette down now. <laughs> but at least it was for a good cause, the though. You know, he was asking good oh, questions. Absolutely. absolutely. A couple of weeks ago, he woke up and he said, Dan, uh, are you awake? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess I am, buddy. Why, what's up? He's like, who would you say are your top ten favorite Batman villains from ten to one? And please give me reasons for each. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this, it is how old is this kid? Eight. He'll be nine oh, in August. Genius. Who uh, is your top one villain, by the way? Uh, I am for Batman. It's Joker. It, it's always good. like solid. it's just it's just default. Uh, however, lately I'm putting Batman Who Laughs at number two. Hmm. Interesting. What, um, what about you? What about you, Lillian? Who's your favorite? That's a hard question. Um, but honestly, if I had to think of my favorite Batman villain, it would have to be the Joker, but not the Jim Carrey Joker. It would have to be um, the, the 1960s Joker. The not Jack Nicholson, you mean? Or are you talking about no, the Riddler? I don't like Jack Nicholson, and I know I know that's taboo to say, but I I don't like him. I don't like I don't like his acting. I've just never been a fan. Hmm. Um, and so I mean I like the movie that he's in. I don't like him necessarily. He's not my favorite Joker. I, I for me it's got to be the Riddler. Um, for, like Frank Gorshin Riddler is my favorite. Um, it's beautiful. And I was so hoping I would, we would see this guy at some point wearing, you know, at least the suit with the question marks. I was really hoping for that, but... I think we're going to get the question marks eventually, but did you know that the Frank Gorshin suit was actually, like, those those were, were drawn on in marker? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. But there's... So, um... <sighs> Sorry, Kevin, we uh, went off on during... a tangent there. Sorry, Kevin. Um, during COVID, uh, Kevin Smith's um, Hollywood Babylon show, which is usually like a Hollywood, you know, commentary and jokes and stuff, live show, yep. they couldn't do the live show. So instead, they did um, a Batman 66 rewatch. And they got through two seasons before it was like, okay, it's time to go back and do shows now. But his co host on there, Ralph Garman, mm -hmm. uh, became friends with Adam West in his later years. Yep. So he's telling all sorts of stories about behind the scenes on the show. It was so much fun. Yeah, um, he he was I one of. I would have loved to have met Adam West before he passed. Yeah, that's one of my biggest regrets. I never got to meet him. I could, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Ralph Garman was really pushing for Adam West to get his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Because he didn't get one till just a few he years ago. He doesn't have one. He he, he, he does he, he does, does now. Like, like two years okay. before he died, he finally got it. That uh, okay. what, that what's his name from American Idol got one before he did. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Got yes. One? No. Yep. Uh, yeah, because it's it's not based on actual merit. It's based <clears throat> on like spending a certain amount of money and you know right, like applying for it, quote unquote. Yeah. So pretty much anyone can, like, I mean, they could, like, if I didn't, they'll refuse it, but pretty much anyone in Hollywood could, and they'll do it. But no one had done it for Adam West, no one done the money or anything, so Ralph Garman being his friends, like, screw it, I'll do it, then. 
Yep. So just took it upon himself. Yep. Um, so anyways, our, our Batman stuff, I think I mentioned it last time. Uh, we were going through the animated, so we did Batman Under the Red Hood, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yep. Um, and then we did uh, Crisis on Two Earths, uh, another animated one. So it's super stripped down version of Crisis. It's pretty much just two Earths. Uh, yep. One of them being our, our main one, and the other being the um, crime syndicate, so the evil Justice League. DC does the best cartoons. Yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff in that. I'm like, oh my god, they're doing this, they're doing that, so we're having a blast with it. And then he goes, Dad, I think I want to do all the Batman, but I want to do it from the beginning. Yeah. I was like, alright, so I need to look up like the first cartoon movie? No, from the beginning. I was like, okay, uh, Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Adam West. Oh, did you watch the 1960s TV show with your kid? We are. Nice. <gasps> Anytime he's here, we're trying to do two. We're trying to do part one and part two for all of them. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> and he he is loving it. Absolutely loving it. Some of it just because it's Batman and Robin and it's fun and it's action-packed. Some of them because it's so goofy for even him. But it's like, yeah, I think age. actually, because you said he's eight, right? Yep. So I'm pretty sure my son was about the same age when I did the same thing, and he just loved it. Like, come on, how could you not? Yeah. Well, because he's seen the he's seen the bat shark repellent spot from the movie. Oh no, like, the shark repellent bat spray. Yeah, on like all sorts of like top ten things. You always need with rubber shark. <laughs> so he's like, well, I want to do it, but we need to watch the TV show and then watch the movie when the movie actually came out, and then go back to the TV show. I'm like, all yeah. right. So first episode or first two parter there is a Riddler two parter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And his 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 mole, mole, whatever the girl. Yep. Falls into the nuclear reactor that powers the Batmobile and it's terrible. Yep. But it's so over the top. And he's just like, she died in that. Like, yeah, he's like, that's that's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's li- but like enjoying it though, you know. Yeah. Oh, so, like, even he can that. see that one. Oh yeah. Um, Aunt Harriet, he's just like, why is this woman here? And I, I, I don't want to have that conversation <laughs> for why she's here. Yeah. Let's see if he figures out because you know when you hear the song Santa Baby, it's Eartha Kit, and I can't hear it without hearing her as Catwoman. Um, and so I'm curious if you're, when, when you get there, if that's going to trigger, or he's going to clue into that this Christmas after he hears her as Catwoman, because she's well, iconic. No, now what I'm curious about though, so, um, I, I've always made the joke, like, if my kid, I only have one, but previous, if, you know, I, you know, when I thought I might have money. Mm-hmm. I always made the joke, if I had a kid come home and said, Dad, I'm gay, I'd be like, all right, what, you know, do you want to get ice cream or something? But if he came home and said, Dad, I want to play football, I'd be like, I don't know who you are, get out of my house. <laughs> oh. so, I don't think I'd know what to do if I had a child who's 40. Yeah. So, but that being said, though, from the time he was like four, I could tell how he reacted around a pretty girl. You know, we're in a store and the cashier's like, mm-hmm. oh, what a cute baby. And all he gets all shy and everything. I'm like, okay, I, I can, I already know which way he's going here, you know, based on his reaction to certain girls. Yep. 
So I'm waiting for Catwoman and Batgirl to show up on the screen. Oh, Batgirl was so. I always wondered why they gave her a wig. I always thought it was the dumbest thing ever because I'm like, does she have to brush the wig? Is it only attached to the bottom of her cowl? Like, does she put the wig on before he puts? She puts her cowl on. Like, this is well, confusing. I, I think the original idea was that she has the wig so her dad doesn't yep. know she's Batgirl. Yeah, no, I I, I get the, the idea behind it. I just yeah, didn't understand how comfortable it would be to wear a wig and a cowl. Or is it like a mullet coming out of the bottom of it? No, maybe. There was um, when Kane of WWE unmasked, they had the hair attached to the mask. So he's unmasking, and you think he's going to have, like, this long black hair, but then he was bald. Now I've seriously got to go watch that, because (laughs) you guys educate me the best way ever when it comes to wrestling things. It's it's, You guys are just the best when it comes to the comics and wrestling. That's my humans, right? Well, let me tell you, I I will be watching tonight's AEW, All Elite Wrestling, because... um, what was it? Last week was like Lesbian Visibility Day, something like that. Um, it lesbian Visibility Day? Yeah. Are lesbians it, invisible? No, it's pretty much like an offshoot of Pride Month. Hmm. But it's it's like a specific one. But anyways, the um, one of the few open and out lesbians in pro wrestling finally won a major title tonight after 20 years. So I really want to watch that. But like she, she was the type of like she was out. So you know when she started, it was well, don't don't tell people about this. You mm-hmm. know, keep it quiet and everything. I'm like, you know, th- in some ways we've regressed, but in some ways we've moved forward pretty well too. Yeah. Um. In addition to the Batman ones, uh. I don't know if either of you are familiar with this, but the uh, big thing for kids is try not to laugh challenges. Yeah. So you found like you find like YouTube compilations of like funny TikToks, vines, you know, reels, whatever, and it's usually about ten, twelve minutes long, you know, uh, short clips. But apparently, we have to keep track of how many times we laugh during these videos. I'm like, okay. So some of them, I was like, it's not funny. This is like, yeah. this is a, this wouldn't even be a good episode of America's Funniest Videos. But some of them, I'm losing it. Like, just in shock over it. And some of them, like, I can't even tell you why I'm laughing, kid. Because I can't, like, you're too young for me to explain this. Mm-hmm. Dan, I would have a hard time with the do not laugh. If, like, if, if it was old Batman, like, all the different stupid things that happened during the show... Or movies or, or cartoon moments that just would not fly nowadays that are just inappropriate and possibly well, flew over my head when I was a kid. He It wasn't Batman. He had one there that I could not tell him why I was laughing so hard. And he, he was just oblivious to it. I remember, you know, when I was a kid not understanding stuff. But it's a video of this guy's record himself going through like a McDonald's, Wendy's burger, you know, some fast food yeah. restaurant. And he's going through the drive-thru, and he says, hey, I just want you guys to know there's a woman outside saying that if anyone buys her, like, two cheeseburgers, uh, no yeah, onions. I... So, or, you know, you know the, 
she'll sleep with them. And they're like, oh, my God, thanks for telling us. Uh, do you want anything? He's like, yeah, can I get two cheeseburgers? No onions. And I'm losing it. Because it's just oh, the no. dumbest, funniest prank. And I can't tell my kid why I'm laughing. He's like, what? What happened? What? I don't understand this video. I'm like, no, you're eight. I'm not explaining this video Don't to explain you. it to the eight-year-old just yet. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Well, and, and then this is a... This might be a future one, so I might have to come back to it. But I was talking with one of my friends about um, what movies I have seen, what movies I haven't, what movies she's seen, which ones she hasn't. And we're realizing our gaps for certain ones that just should have seen. Uh, this especially happened when she realized I haven't seen 16 Candles. Oh, or 16 per- Candles huh. overrated. Or Pretty in Pink. Overrated. On, I've never seen but, Pretty in Pink either. Sixteen Candles, yes, but it's on. Um, my hubby just got uh, Paramount Plus. That's where we're watching Scorpion and NCIS. And oh, okay. I was going through the movie section, and they have it there. They have a whole bunch of the old ones because it's Paramount, right? Yeah. And I almost fell over because they also have Grease Two, the musical, which is without a doubt one of the worst things on the planet, except for the fact it has Michelle Pfeiffer and the best worst music and uh, so go if you take a look at paramount plus it might have a whole bunch of things you can educate yourself with if you feel like it well uh, uh, apparently this is going to be a thing we're going to like alternate picks of like i can't believe you haven't seen this and you should have seen it by now that's so awesome i'll make my education and uh just a, a thing because chris was you're talking about that book slugfest yep now um if the two of you remember quibi for the short time that was around. Yep. Of like short under 10 minute shows to watch on your phone or whatever. <gasps> yep. That didn't go very well. Wasn't that like an, a, a bunch of celebrities tried to put that together? Yep. Yep. And so it didn't fly. Roku bought all the content that they were going to have for it. No way. Go Roku. So on the Roku channel, which is free if you have a Roku, is the Slugfest TV show. Oh. Produced hmm. by the Russo brothers. Uh, I believe it's hosted by Kevin Smith. I love and Kevin Smith. episodes are like eight, nine minutes at the most. Um, but we got a Nazis one, uh, Halloween Hero, Funky Flashman, Reverend Billingsley, uh, Superman vs. Spider Man, Cancelled Comic Cavalcade, Kill Robin, uh, In a World Without Superman, Send in the Clones, and Just Imagine. Like, Oh. That actually might be worth looking at. I'll have to go and find that and, and take a look. Because I know the way yeah, they came up with the idea of celebrities or just even the fun of doing a quick little movie clip, it was kind of interesting. But... Yeah, it, it doesn't look like it would take long to get through the whole series, but it looks like they really took their time and research and, you know, did something good for comics. Weren't treating it as a joke or anything. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um for any listeners listening, you can go back on this feed. Richard did a pilot episode called "The Quibby Files." Um, that's on this uh, on the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network, and we reviewed. I can't remember the name of the show now. It's the one with Sansa Stark, uh, where she's where her plane crashes, and it's just her and another guy that survive. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was like two years ago it was during the pandemic when uh when we did this pilot episode for richard's uh quibby files so quibby oh uh, yeah, um nope it's gone 
there's one more thought there. It's gone now. Apologies. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, wait, it's back. It's back. It's back. <laughs> um, last episode, we uh, like a couple episodes ago, we mentioned the Will Smith slap. Yep. Uh, last episode, we mentioned the Mike Tyson fight on the airplane. Yep. Have either of you seen the Dave Chappelle thing from last night? No. I w- um, yes, oh. partially. Um, oh. I, I did see I did see a little bit about Dave Chappelle, and I actually was like, "What? why are we talking about him again? And I didn't click on it. Okay. So now I'm wondering if I missed something really big. <laughs> did Dave so Chappelle do something else? He, he was doing a stand-up routine of part of some Netflix comedy show. Mm-hmm. Some fan got upset, whatever, and rushed the stage. And it was a, it was a big stage. Like this was a huge event. It was a big, uh, the Hollywood Bowl. So it's a big stage. Um, did they actually get on stage? Yeah. And security and Jamie Foxx was backstage and like a few other people kind of all surrounded him and took him down. Um, and Chappelle made some, you know... The guy terrible. who attacked him had his, has a broken hand? He's got more than that. Um, oh, his arm is backwards. Oh, dear there Lord. There it is. I was going to warn you, but you're already there. The picture of him being loaded up into oh, the ambulance oh. is horrible. Oh, Jeez. ouch. I got to close that. I'm sorry. Ow, ow. Your but, arm should not bend like that. Nope, but, like, you rush someone like that, you're gonna. There's gonna be consequences. Yep. Like I don't feel bad for the guy at all, and I, I, you know, I watched Chappelle's show with everyone else 20 years ago, and within the last couple of years, I'm like, eh, not really a fan of his anymore. Yeah. But you still don't rush someone on a stage without repercussions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was like I'm offended. I am going to go attack. Like, I am not rhinoceros or hippopotamus. My skin is not safe. His arm. Ow. Oh, it's awful. Like, ow. I will have to check that out. I've been staring at it again. I need to stop staring at it. It's tough not to, though. Like, I I held back, but I wanted to show people at work. I wanted to just, like, carry around the picture all day. And anytime I ran in, someone new go, you've got to see this. <laughs> and I'm so glad I didn't click on it last night, because I already, like, my mother-in-law bought this pillow, and it was, like, this special ergonomic pillow. And my husband tried it, and it, he had the worst night's sleep. And then I tried it last night and had the worst night's sleep. So this, that, that would have made things even worse. <laughs> all right. Is that all you got for brain canning there, Kev? Yes. All right. Um, I think we can call this an episode. Unfortunately, Ragnar did not join us. Um, so we will have to catch up with him next episode. Because I wanted to ask him about the Calgary Comic Expo because he went to it and I didn't get to go. But, I mean, he went as a vendor. Um, but uh, he always sees somebody or witnesses something, so I'm sure he's got some, some good stories. Uh, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel. That's Talking Squirrel without an A, though, because we don't do those vowel things here. Come and send me some gifts and be a nerd. So, 
Excellent. Uh, you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. We have various groups on Facebook, um, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network group. We have Lockhart's favorite animation and toy franchises and comic books. Uh, we got Pop Culture Pub Presents Outer Spaces, which is an outer space Facebook group. A lot of information there. I'm also an admin of the incredible fans of the Incredible Hulk in association with Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. And last but not least, Trek 1701, a Star Trek podcast Facebook group in association with this network. And Trek 1701 is tentatively making a return this month. We have a date set for recording, so hopefully we'll have a new episode coming in the month of May. And Kevin, where can we find you, sir? Hey, you can find me on most social medias at Masked Library. MaskedLibrary.com is the home blog. And I kind of, like, took time off from it because uh, I got into, like, the whole spring cleaning thing, and then it got cold again. I had to stop. But um, I do do another podcast called Hellions Talks where I sit down and do one-on-one interviews with bloggers, podcasters, wrestlers, comic professionals, all sorts of cool people like that. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to say, it can't be any worse than here. They're forecasting snow Monday. Ew. Yeah, ew is right, man. I am so <laughs> sick of winter. Like, the grass is starting to turn green, you know, and now they're talking snow. But, on the other hand, I guess it was two years ago? Oh, no, I guess it was six years ago. We had, like, a massive forest fire. And I remember the month of May, it was, like, smoky in Alberta for, like, the whole month. Uh, so it could be a lot worse, I guess. Uh, you know, got to, you know, be thankful for what you, you know, some of the good things, I guess, even if it is snow. It's moisture. No, you never have to be grateful for snow. In no world should you be grateful for snow. Yeah, if, if you know, honestly. Unless it's the right kind of snow. Like, if it's, it's not too hot and it's perfect for flowing snowballs and you can make a fort out of it. We can be grateful for that snow, but we are not grateful in general for snow that is like six feet tall and tries to kill us. You know, I'm, I'm good with snow from like, say, December 20th to like January 2nd. Then then I'd be okay. I like snow for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Christmas exactly. season. You know, I think if I ever win like a, like a big lottery, uh, I would get like a place down in Arizona and like winter there. And then, you know, like, just come up at Christmas time to see my friends and family and then go back to, to the warmth. I think, I think I would, I think I'm going to do that when I, when, not if I win the lottery, when I win the lottery. <laughs> got, got to think positive. Um, all right. Well, this was the uh, Geek Fallout Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for Geeks by, for Geeks by Geeks. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen to us talk about everything we talked about and once again we're recording on may the 4th so may the 4th be with you <laughs>